Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Marcellus, joined by Michael Cohen. Moments ago, ago a Washington, D.C. federal jury found Peter Navarro, one of Donald Trump's former top aide, guilty, guilty, guilty of contempt of Congress. The jury deliberated for approximately four hours before finding Peter Navarro guilty. That happened moments ago. We'll talk about that. Also, a lot of losing for Donald Trump. He lost a summary judgment brought by E. Jean Carroll Cohen. You and I said that was absolutely what was going to take place. The federal judge, Lewis Kaplan, granted summary judgment in favor of E. Jean Carroll, finding Donald Trump liable for defamation. The only question remaining how many millions of dollars will be awarded to E. Jean Carroll? Seven figures, eight figures, I think possibly even nine Make figures. Make it rain, we'll, baby. Make we'll it rain. We'll discuss. Speaking about making it rain, as Donald Trump is trying to run away, you have Judge Ngoron raining on his parade. The judge overseeing the New York Attorney General's fraudulent valuation case against Donald Trump denied Donald Trump's attempts to try to seek a delay of the trial, which is still set for the first week of October. Then I just want to show you some recent statements that Donald Trump's been making, because as he keeps on losing, as accountability is more and more ever present, he is more and more ever out of his freaking mind, Michael Cohen. <laughs> and it is sad to see what the modern day MAGA Republican Party has done to the Republican Party, what they've done to the label conservative. We've got a lot to discuss. Cohen, how are you doing, sir? So let's go back to that Engoron um, decision, which is really six words. I mean, defendants basically showed uh, no reason for, I mean, here, defendants' arguments are completely without merit. I want people to stop and to think for a second just how slap in the face-ish that <laughs> these six words are. To come from a respected judge like Judge Angoron, they put forth, and this is in the case, this is the civil case, of the New York Attorney General against Trump, the Trump Org, and so on. And they're trying to delay this. Um, I have a lot more to tell you about what's happening with that. But they tried to delay it for obvious reasons because that's what Donald does. That's the game plan. Something I talked about going back uh, to when I testified uh, before the House Oversight Committee. Delay, delay, delay. That's the name gave the playbook, but Angoron will have none of it. This is very 
significant to Donald? You know, a lot of people keep saying, well, you know, this is only civil. It's just dollars and cents. Um, you know, this isn't like the criminal matters. For example, the Manhattan DA, it's not like any of the Jack Smith cases. It's not like the Fulton County, Georgia case. Those are all criminal cases. It's not true. This is the one that slaps Donald really, really hard. And that's right into his pocket. And that's something that Donald obviously cares about as much as he cares about his freedom, if actually not more. There is, as part of this case, a floor. What um, our unsinkable attorney general, Tish James, is seeking is a baseline of $250 million in penalty. That doesn't mean that it's 250. That means that's the base that she's willing to accept in terms of a negotiation. I truly believe that the amount will be at least double, if not more than that. And I predicted as high as $700 million. Now you understand why they're looking for the delay? Because what's Trump's only way out of all of this? Well, the only way out is to actually become president of the United States again. And all of these pundits that you hear on television saying it doesn't really make a difference because these are state cases and you can't pardon yourself from state cases, you would be shocked at how much power the president of the United States has over the entire Department of Justice. And that includes with these state cases as well. You know, there's so many things that the president can do putting the full force and the, the full effect of the United States Department of Justice against any of these individuals. This is the only way that Donald sees a way out for himself, as well as for his company, his kids, and the rest of the other defendants in that specific case. Now, let me also bring you up to date in terms of what I just learned. I knew I was going to get called uh, to be a witness in the Manhattan district attorney case, obviously that I knew that I was uh, going to be called as one of the key witnesses, if not the key witness in that case. But I also learned yesterday, and obviously I haven't discussed it with anybody, and I'm discussing it with the brigaders first, that I am, ex that I am due to expect a subpoena by the Manhattan, by the New York Attorney General, uh, Tish James, in this specific case as well, uh, to testify. You know, I want to just jump into that for a quick second because I want to share with you sort of what happened to me, not the first three congressional committees that I testified, but the ones that you all know about. And that's the um, one that went live, the House uh, Oversight Committee. What people don't know, that took place on a Thursday. And how, of course, I remember it being a Thursday is because Friday I testified before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. And on that Wednesday, I testified before the Senate Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. So not only did I do Wednesday, but then I did the live one Thursday and then again on Friday, then only because of the bullshit that went on between the Republicans and the Democrats, the fighting, we lost so many hours that they actually asked me to come back two weeks later for another eight, nine-hour session before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. And that was, of course, run by Adam Schiff uh, at the time. It is 
not just mentally exhausting, it is physically exhausting as well. Forgetting about doing it once, doing it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then two weeks later, and then on top of that, having 23 meetings with the Manhattan District Attorney and a handful with the New York AG and so on and so forth. It is absolutely exhausting, exhausting in a way that I can't even describe. It would kind of be like running the marathon on a Wednesday and then doing it again Thursday and Friday and then being told in another two weeks you need to come back and run it again. It is emotionally, physically, mentally draining and exhausting. And I keep thinking about this as I know exactly what defendants' counsel is going to attempt to do in terms of trying to discredit me and trying to abuse me to the same extent if you saw the House Oversight Committee that the Republicans tried to do uh, to me there live on television. And I do have to tell you, as exhausting as it may be, as mentally taxing as it might be, I am up for that challenge because here's the funny thing. The truth is always easy to tell. It's why Donald is a terrible, terrible witness because he never tells the truth, or I should say he very rarely tells the truth. Everything that I have turned around and said, I have just continued and repeated on and on and on. My story has never changed. And so, you know, I'm not even sure the extent of the prep that would be necessary for me when I have to go in there, other than to say having to sit for what I expect to be a cross-examination of nine hours by defense counsel basically calling me every lousy thing in the world, despite the fact it's not it's either not true and I will fight back. You know me, creators. I'm not shy to give someone the old two-finger salute. I don't give a shit if I'm sitting there on the witness stand. You know, they want to play that game. I'm fucking ready for it. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't look good for Donald. None of this actually looks good for him, which to me is shocking that they are not right now, instead of trying to be texting tough guys and, you know, motion tough guys, considering they've lost every single one. The thing that I'm shocked at is that they are not trying to figure out how to cut some sort of a deal because he is going to get his ass handed to him and so are so many of the other defendants, very much like we're seeing what just happened with Pina Navarro, what we're seeing that's happening with so many other of these co-defendants in these various different lawsuits. You know, Donald Trump's deposition in the New York Attorney General case, we talked about it on the last episode, but just letting it marinate in my mind for a moment, like it, it is some of the most devastating things and and all the New York Attorney General prosecutor did was just let Donald Trump talk you know the Mike Tyson expression everybody yep. has a plan until they get punched in the face being a good trial lawyer requires fluidity and adapt and I'm sure the prosecutor thought they were going to do a you know, a traditional cross exam. Yes, no. How do you feel about this? Tell me about this more than this. Donald Trump just started the deposition by basically saying, do you know how wealthy I am? Do you know how powerful I am? Do you know, do you how, know how nice my, my toilets are? Have you seen my toilets? They're phenomenal. They're, they're, they're the nicest toilets around. They're phenomenal. They're beautiful. They're spectacular. 
I mean, that's where it that's where it devolved into. He said, "Do you know uh, Mar-a-Lago? One point two five billion. You know Miami Doral? Billions of dollars. You know those stupid NFTs? Each one of them eighty two thousand. And he goes, and he goes, I have a worthless clause. And what the worthless clause means, and everybody knows what a worthless clause is. That's not a real thing. The worthless clause means I can lie on my statement of financial conditions. No, Donald. Someone was telling you that your clause is worthless." Because the disclaimer drafted by your former accounting firm, which says that, that which recently said they can no longer rely on any of the financial statements that they put out, also put that in the disclaimer that any of the information that they've put in the financials was provided exclusively by the Trump organization. And any misstatements should be blamed on the Trump organization. So the disclaimer is actually what was worthless. Yeah, that is, the whole thing is actually worthless. But the funny thing is, and you know, many people have said this as well, just let Trump speak. The more that Donald Trump speaks, the more that he incriminates himself. All you need to do is to look at the deposition. It is the most disjointed, non-fluid, circular, rambling pile of horseshit that you could imagine. He doesn't care what the question is. He's going to answer the question with whatever is on his mind. And whatever is on his mind is generally some sort of exculpation from, you know, the responsibility. It's some way within which to point the finger at somebody else. I mean, Dopey Diaper Donald went ahead and actually pointed the finger at his own kid, Eric Trump, in the same deposition. So, yeah, that's why my October 3rd deposition, where Donald is suing me in that ridiculous, you know, frivolous $500 million lawsuit, it is so interesting to see how that's going to go. Because again, Donald doesn't know how to tell the truth. He can't tell the truth because he doesn't remember what the truth even is. He has stretched it so far that he doesn't even remember what it looked like at the beginning. And so you just allow Donald to go on and on. Look, I want people to think for a second too. Roberta Kaplan, Robbie Kaplan, the lawyer for E. Jean Carroll, fantastic lawyer. But what did she really do? She allowed Donald to speak. She held up a photo of him with several other people in it. And he turned around and goes, oh, yeah, and there's Marla. It wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a question. He went ahead and he decided to volunteer information because he's an idiot. And what happened as a result of that, that in and of itself was sort of like the Ironside moment, right, where all of a sudden, boom, there you have it. There's the there's the smoking gun that we were looking for. Oh, really? Right. So she's not your type. She's not somebody that you would be interested in. Meanwhile, you married somebody that clearly looks like her because you, you idiot, are confused that that person is not your second wife. I mean, it is comical. You can't make this shit up if you tried. Cohen, tell us more about the deposition, though, on October 3rd. Last time was the day before, last time we spoke, you exclusively broke here that it was supposed to happen on the 6th. 
But then at a hearing that took place, like literally the day or two before Donald Trump's lawyer said they were bringing in this other lawyer because Donald Trump intended to invoke potentially invoke his Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination and wanted one of the criminal defense lawyers to be present at the deposition. And then one of the criminal defense lawyers, who I guess is going to help him invoke the Fifth at the deposition in a case where he's suing you for $500 million, he's going to invoke the Fifth in the case where he's suing you. Well, that criminal defense lawyer said that they had a personal conflict. What more do we know? This depot is definitely happening October 3rd. Yeah, so that depot is now court-ordered. It's court-ordered for October 3rd, which is, again, go back to some of the things that we've spoken to the, uh, to the brigaders about over the course of the last three weeks or so, and that's Donald Trump's schedule of legal liabilities over the course of the next X number of months. Well, this creates a problem as well because the Tish James, New York Attorney General case against Trump, the Trump Org, and others at all, as we like to say in the legal profession, begins on October 2nd. My deposition is October 3rd. Now, will he turn around and say, well, I can't do the October 3rd because I need to be at the civil case? One, he doesn't have to be at the civil trial. And um, yeah, it, it's not necessary. Two, more important than that, the judge in our specific case turned around and said, this is court ordered. Come hella high water. He is going to show up. Not to mention, we received about 200 pages of documents from defendants. They are all marked confidential. So I can't speak to you about any of the topics or the sum and substance of the 200 documents. But from what I'm understanding, because even I haven't been able to see them yet. Can you imagine? They're so confidential, even I can't see them yet until they're reviewed by counsel. The interesting thing about that is according to my counsel, half of them, at least half, if not more, are duplicative. So after all of this time, after the discovery request, the documents and so on, we received 100 documents in totality. <laughs> all right, 100 documents. I mean, it's, it's laugh it, it would be laughable if it wasn't me. If it wasn't that I have to ask for the assistance of so many people in terms of, you know, um, the GoFundMe and to, you know, and to defend this and to have, you know, Danya Perry, who is a fantastic criminal defense attorney, uh, and just the same along with Ben Brodsky. I mean, I have to have these two lawyers spending so much time on this matter, which is frivolous, it's ridiculous, it's bullshit. And after all of this time, the discovery amounts to legitimately about 100 pages or less. In a 500 in a 500 million dollar lawsuit what Donald Trump is claiming that there are only about because it's duplicative 100 documents that are relevant to his claims against you where he's suing you for 500 million dollars and then he's saying of those documents they're all super secret confidential even though he filed his lawsuit publicly for $500 million, even though he fundraised off it, so confidential that he's afraid 
for you to even be able to look at them at this point. That's some of the most insane things I've ever heard. And you compare that, Cohen, to like, look, special counsel Jack Smith in his case against Donald Trump within the first week turned over 13 and a half million documents, you know, over two or three terabytes of records because Jack Smith's prepared. If you bring a case, you have to then share the documents. And the opposite here is Donald Trump sues you and then goes, I don't want to be deposed. And here, just take it. Here's here's a hundred records that are relevant to my $500 million case. That is completely and utterly crap. But Cohen, I want to show you what you have to look forward to at this deposition on October 3rd, because let's just remember, this is what happened at Donald Trump's deposition in the E. Jean <laughs> Carroll case. This is Roberta Kaplan questioning Donald Trump. Play this clip. And you say, and again, this has become very famous in this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that, that they can grab women by the pussy? Well, that's what it's... If you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true not always but largely true unfortunately or fortunately and you consider yourself uh, to be a star i think you can say that yeah and he goes fortunate unfortunately or fortunately i mean like a like million real years i mean if you go back a million years yeah it's first of all I would like to see the document from a million years turning around and saying that, you know, prehistoric man. <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. And it's almost as stupid as if you read the deposition uh, by uh, the New York Attorney General where Donald actually started to speak. And once again, the more he speaks, the more he incriminates himself. The guy turns around and he starts making statements. For example, you brought it up. The value of Mar-a-Lago, it's worth at least $1.2 And then he goes on to say, because he can't just stop with that lie. He has to prove his own lie, thinking that he's going to fool the questioner. He's going to fool the judge. He's going to fool all of America. He's already fooled his MAGA morons, the guys with four teeth and three brain cells. But he's not fooling the rest of us. So he says, you know, there's a really smart guy who I know. He's really, really rich, who wants to buy Mar-a-Lago. He offers me $1.2 all the time. So they ask him, oh, yeah? Who? Who is that guy that you're referring to? Well, I'd rather not say. I don't want to bring him into this thing. Well, you actually brought him in by invoking that you know somebody that's willing to spend $1.2 And the reason he's obviously not going to tell anybody who that person is, is because that person doesn't exist. I've said it on television a million times when Donald Trump turns around and says, a really smart friend of mine. No, first of all, you know that's a lie because one, Donald has no friends and anybody that would be friends with him now is clearly not smart. So he's lying on two fronts in the same sentence. I mean, it is comical. And again, just let him speak like what he did here with Roberta Kaplan. Let him speak. The more the dope speaks, the more he buries himself. 
Speaking of the more he speaks, the more he buries himself. This was an interview he conducted yesterday with you, you it right wing radio host and you, you it, by the way, you know, went to Michigan law school, clerked for some pretty established judges, then took a hard kind of right turn has now been caught up in all of the MAGA nonsense, which he aided and embedded and, and, and created. Um, but you, you, it knows in this interview as he's talking to Donald Trump, that Donald Trump is a criminal and you, you, it is trying to almost help Donald Trump out, but Trump's kind of further incriminating himself. And you hear what, what Trump just basically well, says. Trump, is, just so you know, Ben, Trump doesn't trust Hugh Hewitt, all right, because he's been burnt by him a few times in the past. And that's why he acts the way that he's acting with Hugh. Just to give you a little background on that, he doesn't trust Hugh. He always believes that Hugh is angling because Hugh is smart. You're, you're not wrong about that. Uh, he knows the law and he's smart and he asks very poignant questions that he's hoping Donald will actually answer because if Donald does, then all of a sudden it becomes breaking news. Let's play uh, the clip from the you, you at interview with Donald Trump. Play it. Did you direct anyone to move the boxes, Mr. President? Did you tell anyone to move the boxes? I don't talk about anything. You know why? Because I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I come under the Presidential Records Act. I'm not telling you, you know, every time I talk to you, oh, I have a breaking story. You don't have any story. I come under the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do everything I did. If you have to go to trial, will you testify in your own defense? Oh, yes, absolutely. You'll well, take well, the stand. I that, I would, that I look forward to. Because that's just like Russia, Russia, Russia. That's all the fake information from Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember when the dossier came out and everyone said, oh, that's so terrible, that's so terrible. And then it turned out to be it was a political report put out by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. They paid millions for it. They gave it to Christopher Steele. They paid millions and millions of dollars for it. And it was all fake. It was no, all I think fake. that obstruction no, charge is going to get to trial, Mr. President. I, I think that... Okay, if you do, and they ask you on, on the stand, did you order anyone to move boxes? How will you answer? I'm not answering that question for you, but I'm totally covered under the law. Okay. If you read the Presidential Records Act, just read it. You take a look at it. I'm totally covered under the law. It's a civil act. It's civil. Now, Biden had no civil act. The things he did are criminal. But the, he doesn't have a deranged person on his case. You know, they gave me deranged Jack Smith. Michael Cohen, Donald Trump won't even show up to the deposition in a $500 million lawsuit that he filed against you. He had to be compelled by the court. He's not testifying, number one. That's obvious. He's too cowardly to do it in the Jack Smith cases or the criminal cases. And then you hear him say, I can do whatever I want to do. No, you can't. In his mind, he actually thinks that he's an autocrat. He is a king. There's so many misstatements in that in, in that interview with Hugh Hewitt. First of all, they did not give it to Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele was the author of the Steele dossier. I mean, how hard is it to figure that one out? Yeah, let, let me let me sort of put it to for somebody like with Trump's very big brain because he's incredibly, incredibly smart. It's called the Steele dossier. I wonder who wrote it. 
oh, oh, they gave it to him. That's why it's called the Steele dossier. No. Second of all, it's not, it's not civil. All right. It's you're being charged. You were indicted criminally. All right. It's obstruction of justice. On top of that, wait till they find out exactly what was done with those records. You may end up with a treason charge. He's making He's making things up as he goes along. But remember what I said to you before I even saw the clip that you were going to, you know, put out, even though I have obviously everybody has probably seen it on television. What I immediately honed in on is the relationship that Trump has with Hugh Hewitt. He doesn't trust him at all. And so when he said, I'm not telling you that, you're going to make a big story out of it. Right. He doesn't want anyone. That's why he likes Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity throws him the softball even after he fucks that up. Sean doesn't press him on. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, he goes, Mr. President, why they keep calling him Mr. President? I have no idea. But Mr. President, you, you wouldn't do that. I mean, you wouldn't have have held the stuff back. Right. I mean, come on. You, you wouldn't have held that back. And he goes, Sean. I have every right to do it. Somewhere along the line, he keeps trying to feed the American people this notion that under the Presidential Records Act, he has the ability to take whatever he wants and to keep it. And that's absolutely not accurate. So Hugh Hewitt already knew what the PRA says, and he's already 100 steps ahead of Trump. The problem is that he cannot hold his feet to the fire because that will be the last time Trump ever comes on that show. Because for Trump to answer that question, it doesn't matter what station. It doesn't matter who's interviewing Donald. Whether it's CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, it doesn't matter if it's CBS, Fox, it doesn't matter if it's even Newsmax. It doesn't matter who's asking the question. The answer to that is an automatic incrimination. Hence what I've been saying now again and again and again. Just let Donald speak. The more he speaks, the more he incriminates himself. We got a lot of big updates in the Fulton County RICO case as well. I did a hot take on this, but the letter that Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis sent to Jim Jordan was pitch perfect and scathing and the perfect clapback, even telling Jim Jordan, if you want to learn about RICO, here is where you can get it. And it costs $249 since you are not a member of the bar. The non-bar uh, fee for this is $249 because Jim Jordan, who wrote the letter, is not even a licensed attorney. I also want to cover the fact that Donald Trump filed a notice that he may seek removal to federal court. It's not a notice of removal. It's a notice that he may seek removal. I think he's waived the ability to remove, but we'll talk about that. And big political beatdown news, Michael Cohen, that we now, we've been talking about it. All the brigaders have been asking for it. We now have the beatdown Patreon site is up. We will be doing an after show afterwards. That's an exclusive podcast where Michael Cohen and I will share how we got to know each other and how we came up with the idea of political beatdown. We're also going to be posting a lot of our own videos there, keeping the brigaders updated. Look, we don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network, so we try to come up with fun and interesting ways in order to keep growing and expanding our offerings. And one way we're going to try to expand the political beatdown offerings 
offerings mm -hmm. is through this Patreon. It's Patreon. You spell it P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash political beatdown. That's Patreon.com slash political beatdown. Become a member would be great. And we've got a lot more to discuss, including what's going on in Fulton County. I want to talk about the big E. Jean Carroll victory in the motion for summary judgment and what that means. Also, Peter Navarro found guilty by a Washington, D.C. federal jury. We'll talk about that and more after this quick break. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible, is so, so important. We all have a heartfelt reason to support our blood pressure. In fact, more than half of the U.S. population would benefit from blood pressure support. Super Beats Heart Shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure, and they promote heart-healthy energy. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the Antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 30,000 five-star reviews and counting, Superbeats Heart Shoes are having their moment. Superbeats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Superbeat Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kick-started my morning routine. After taking my Superbeats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Superbeats Heart Shoes are effective and clinically studied. They are the number one pharmacist recommended beat brand for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Double your potential with Superbeats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and 15% off your first order by going to GetSuperBeats.com and use the promo code BEAT, B-E-A-T, okay? That's GetSuperBeats.com and you spell it super, then B-E-E-T-S.com and then use the code BEAT like beatdown, B-E-A-T. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and 15% off your first order by going to GetSuperBeats.com and use the promo code BEAT. That's B-E-A-T and go to GetSuperBeats.com. Welcome back to Political Beatdown. By the way, those Super Beats are actually really, really, they're really good. Yeah. I really do take them every single day. They're tasty. They're good for you. You know, Check on the back, it says you're supposed to take two a day for the best health, you know, yeah. benefit uh, out of it to let you know. I don't know if you've read the back, but it does say you oh, should I take two a day. Oh, I, I take two. And it's in the description below and support our sponsors. And thanks, everybody, for joining the uh, Patreon already. We've got a good group of people already joining as well. That's patreon.com slash political beatdown. So a lot going on in Fulton County. So yesterday we actually had cameras in the courtroom, which was very refreshing to see. The uh, judge 
uh, ruled that Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chesbro can be tried together starting October 23rd. So he denied their severance request. And I thought it was a very deliberate evidence-based order um, by Judge McAfee right there. Um, they wanted to try their cases separately. Um, Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis is still saying she wants all 19 defendants to go on October 23rd, which Judge McAfee is skeptical of. So what we'll probably see happen is two tranches of defendants. The first trial, the RICO case of Ken Chesbro and Sidney Powell, October 23rd. And then in the next 18 months, 12 to 18 months, we'll probably see a trial date for all of the other defendants, including Donald Trump. Why do I say 12 to 18 months? Well, the estimate for the trial by Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis is four months plus jury selection. So you kind of put that all together. I think it'll probably be a little more than four months. I think it'll be closer to six months. And then with all of the remaining co-defendants, that'll probably be longer as well. So that's just how long these RICO cases take to go to trial. Interestingly, Donald Trump just filed this morning a notice regarding removal, not a notice of removal, which is what you would normally file if you want to remove a case to federal court. That's what Mark Meadows did and Jeff Clark did and Kathy Latham did and others who wanted in federal court. Then the court holds an evidentiary hearing like what we saw occur with Mark Meadows, where Meadows probably perjured himself. But this is what it says. It says Trump hereby notifies the court that he may seek removal of his prosecution to federal court under 28 USC section 1442 and 1455. His written waiver of arraignment was filed on August 31, 2023. To be timely, his notice of removal must be filed within 30 days of his arraignment, 28 USC section 1455B sub 1. But I don't know, what, Cohen, I, I think he's waived the right at this point to bring the removal. He's filed substantive motions and things um, in the state court. If it goes to this evidentiary hearing in federal court, like Mark Meadows, he has to show he's a federal officer acting under color of federal law and has credible federal defenses. But I think even before you get to that analysis, Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis is going to argue that Trump has waived his right to remove the state court action. What do you think, Cohen? I'm not even sure if that's the if that's the case. I'm not sure whether the CPLR even applies in this specific matter. However, one thing for certain here is that there's no grounds for it. If there were legitimate grounds for removal, I'm not certain whether or not that they can find some section that would potentially give them the right at least to be heard. I don't think this case, I don't think that this motion or this request by Trump's counsel um, gets past, you know, the, the the judge. I just don't, I don't see it happening. I'm trying to figure out what is the actual basis other than the fact he doesn't believe that he's going to be able to get a fair trial in that um, specific locale. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the actual basis in law is for him to be able to even make this request. It just doesn't make any sense. But then again, none of the yep. motions, Ben, none of the documents, all you need to do is go back salty, put it up for one second more. The six words by Judge and Goron. And I went, right? This was their motion to move the case also to federal court. Defendants' arguments 
are completely without merit. The only thing that Judge and Goron did not do here is instead of he put a period, it should have been an exclamation mark because defendants' arguments are completely without merit. The same thing here. This is just, I wouldn't be shocked if they just copied and pasted this document to that, to, you know, to the Fannie Willis document. I mean, that's just unfortunate the way that these folks behave. You're not talking about legal geniuses here. You're not talking about people who are legitimately competent to take on this task. And even the few, because there are a handful of, of lawyers here that are well-respected and competent. The problem is it is an uphill battle no matter how you slice it because Donald Trump did what he did. And there are now 18 co-defendants in this that are all going to do this. Hey, why did you do what you did? He told me to do it. I did it in the direction of, for the benefit of, and in concert with Donald J. Trump. This is what I was this is what I was tasked to do. Is it any different than everything that I've been saying all along? Is it any different than you've seen from all of the different people who have suffered as a direct result of Donald Trump? The answer is no. It is identical. Nothing has changed. Well, you heard in the background my dog's barking just to show everybody it's because we got a uh, food delivery during political beatdown, but <laughs> the show doesn't stop, but that's what the dog, that's what the dogs were barking at. Donald Trump's trying to argue the same thing that Meadows argued, but at least Meadows filed an actual notice of removal like to bring it to federal court and then there's an evidentiary hearing you have to prove again federal officer were you acting under the color of authority of federal law and three are there credible federal defenses and donald trump tried to make the same argument you'll recall in new york in the manhattan district attorney case judge hellerstein rejected that and saying making hush money payments to adult film actresses to cover up the three seconds of sex you had is not part of your official duties as a federal officer just think about that for a second folks like donald trump argued that his official duties as a federal officer was his engagement with whatever you want to call it with uh with uh, an adult film actress so that is very 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 disturbing the judge reject that here and donald trump again is just saying that he may do this very bizarre filing also you have fulton county district attorney fawny willis responding to the efforts by MAGA republicans in the house jim jordan james comer and others to try to interfere with the criminal case and this is a scathing scathing letter Um, it begins by schooling jim jordan on what the constitution actually says and then she says i have no requirement that I even respond to you based on separation of powers, basic rules of federalism, but I'm going to voluntarily respond to portions of your letter. And she goes, your notion that different standards of justice should apply to a select group of people is offensive. Here is another reality you must face, Jordan. Those who wish to avoid felony charges at Fulton County, Georgia, including violations of Georgia legal legal, RICO law should not commit felonies in Fulton County, Georgia. She also goes, face this reality, Chairman Jordan. The select group of defendants who you fret over in my jurisdiction are like every other 
defendant entitled to no worse or better treatment than any other American citizen. She then says, defendant Trump, and again, that's who he is, criminal defendant right. Trump, not President Trump, criminal defendant Trump's status as a political candidate cannot make him legally immune from criminal prosecution. Then she explains the basic obligations of a prosecutor and says, for a more thorough understanding of Georgia's RICO statute, its application and similar laws in other states, I encourage you to read RICO state by state. As a non-member of the bar, you can purchase a copy for $249. And then she concludes with this, though. And this hasn't been given a lot of attention, but I think is very powerful. She goes, here are some suggestions if you want to be productive as a Congress. Here are some of the things you can do. Fund victim witness advocates. Fund local prosecutors' ability to investigate old rape cases. Fund the a program here to turn children around who find themselves in trouble with the criminal justice system. Also, crime labs across states are underfunded. Maybe you want to consider funding that. That is more worthwhile of your time than trying to do whatever Donald Trump tells you to do. Such a powerful letter. Cohen, what do you make of the yeah, letter? Yeah, you know, look, basically, if this wasn't real, it would belong on Saturday Night Live. This whole thing has become a fucking joke. Everything, everything. When you turn on the television and you start to watch what's going on, you scratch your head and you say, no, no, seriously, is this really happening? Is this really the United States of America? Is this what we have devolved into? We have sunken this low into this dumpster cult of Donald J. Trump where everything all that shit crazy of it and the people that are his sycophantic followers and his acolytes are all doing all of a sudden Fannie Willis an intelligent intelligent uh district attorney is now having to send him a letter telling him to go get a CLE course on Rico so that he understands what the hell he's talking about I mean is this really where, where we are and the interesting thing is you take a look at even somebody as stupid and as ridiculous as Peter Navarro. Now, I think this guy was allegedly a professor at some school teaching economics. God forbid it was my kid he was teaching. I'd want my freaking money back. I mean, I don't want anybody like that teaching anybody. But here he is standing in front. And I, and I know we were laughing about it before. It's funny to watch until you realize that it's our country that's at stake. It's American democracy, American greatness. The Constitution of the United States of America is on full display for the world to laugh at. And they're laughing at it because you have this orange-crusted, bloviated ignoramus that's sitting there, and he's just promoting all of this, this stupidity, this ignorance, this narcissism. And then you get other idiots like Peter Navarro standing up there trying to make a speech until, thank God, somebody put this moron in his place, and he can't handle it. Why? Because narcissists can't handle when somebody fights back. And that's why Donald is the worst witness that one could possibly imagine because he's such a fucking narcissist that whatever it is that he says you're supposed to believe and why is it you're supposed to believe it well 
because that gaping hole underneath his nose that really looks like an anus is spewing shit, and you're supposed to just accept it. And that's the funny thing here. Except, again, it's just not. It's funny if, again, this was a movie. It'd be funny if this was a cartoon. It'd be funny if this was Saturday Night Live. But it's not. And it's why I implore everyone on every single show, Brigaders, make sure you tell others about political beatdown, about Midas Touch Network. Make sure that you become part of our brigade so that we can make sure our voices are heard in 2024. And not just for the presidential election, but for the higher line, straight down from top to bottom. People, people like a Peter Navarro should never, ever be in the White House. He should never be a cabinet member. He shouldn't have, he, I mean, think about what it is that this guy did. Think about all of the things that all of these folks did. And then think about who is it that got them to do it. That's why, that's why I just say, please, make sure you tell your neighbors, your friends, everybody, make sure you are fully registered. Vote blue in 2024. Let's create together as the brigade. Let's create this community so that our voices will never be ignored and that we can ensure for our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and generations to come the same benefits or more, more than what we've already had and what we've grown. We are regressing. We are going backwards, and we need to put an end to this, and together we will do it. Look, as we were just talking about Jim Jordan trying to interfere in Georgia with Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis's uh, criminal case, Jim Jordan and the MAGA Republicans in the House just put this announcement out. Like, and they do it like hashtag breaking. It's like, okay, you are the House Judiciary GOP. What do you mean hashtag breaking? Like they act like they like they all want to be Newsmax and and Fox hosts, and they as opposed to actually doing the work of the people. And here they post that they are launching a new investigation into Jack Smith on behalf of Donald Trump again. And this one is one of their new fake conspiracies that they create, saying that one of the prosecutors who works for special counsel, Jack Smith, intimidated Stan Woodward, the lawyer who represents one of Donald Trump's co-defendants, Walty Nauta, and threatened that he wouldn't become a judge by representing Walty Nauta, Trump's co-defendant in the Southern District of Florida case. Just a com complete and utter BS. That's something that Stan Woodward tried to raise before the grand jury judge, and it was completely rejected as just being totally bogus. But this is their new you one, know, right? Fake whistleblowers, all these garbage. Before we get off of Jim Bag Jordan, all right, one of the things that obviously is, you know, the political beatdown hour goes by so quickly. Um, you know, fortunately, we'll have the Patreon to, you know, um, interact with those of you that join. But the two finger salute can go to no one other than Jim Bag Jordan. So fuck you, you stupid ass for doing to America what you are doing. There is no need in this world for you to be doing, for you to be trying to become the protector of Donald J. Trump. You are willing to put Donald J. Trump above the United States Constitution, above the will of the people. And for that, fuck you, you idiot. The fact that you are a member of Congress is an absolute disgrace to our system. And I wish that there was a better way to get rid of somebody like you. But 
Let's not forget, as I say all the time, there is a way to get rid of people like Jim Bag Jordan. And the answer is vote his ass out of office. That's the way that we need to do it. The man has shown his true colors. The man has demonstrated he's nothing more than a Trump acolyte, and he needs to go. Adios, motherfucker. Jim Jordan also his district is so gerrymandered like the, the 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 district looks ridiculous by the way the person who's mentioned the lawyer who I think started this BS conspiracy that Jack Smith, you know, they always play the victim, these MAGA Republicans and MAGA lawyers. Jack Smith's team intimidated me by mentioning, do I want to be a judge? And I feel threatened and intimidated. Stan Woodward, who's representing the co-defendant. By the way, Stan Woodward also represented the IT worker at Mar-a-Lago. And when that IT worker, Yusel Tavares, testified before the grand jury in March of 2023, Yusel Tavares, the IT worker, lied. And then after firing Stan Woodward, Yusel Tavares then told the truth that Waltine Nauta and Carlos de Oliveira and Trump told them to destroy surveillance footage. So that's who Stan Woodward is. Stan Woodward goes, well, I, I didn't tell him to lie. I didn't tell him to do anything. By the way, Stan Woodward who played the victim here so Jim Jordan could write that letter. Stan Woodward, who used to represent Yusel Tavares when Tavares lied before the grand jury. Stan, well, just so you understand this world, Stan Woodward represents Peter Navarro in the federal uh, contempt of Congress case where Navarro just lost and was found guilty. So for all the bluster and bloviating St uh, Woodward, who represented Navarro, just lost today. It was a four-hour jury deliberation. Uh, Navarro was found guilty on the two counts of contempt of Congress that he was charged with, and that happened moments before we went live as well. So lots of losing in MAGA world. And of course, <laughs> we talked in the beginning as well that uh, Donald Trump lost a key motion in the E. Jean Carroll case. We showed the deposition transcript, but it's worth me mentioning that hey Judge Lewis let's, Kaplan found him liable. Yeah. Let, let's also, if if we have it, let's also show, because it's it'd be nice to end a show on a funny, happy type of note. This is what you need to do to people like Pete and Navarro. You know, this young lady that is sitting there and trolling um, Pete and Navarro during his speeches, because they all want to give speeches. They love the fact that they're going to see themselves on television with these 15, 30-second clips of themselves. This is all about their own ego, which is comical. And all of a sudden, I see it on my on my Twitter account, or X as they call it now, never thought in my life that I would have Michael Cohen be talking about me, which I was uh, on uh, MSNBC when I did it with Chris Hayes the other night. This lady is amazing. She sits there and she's blowing a whistle and he can handle it. If we have that video, Salty, please play it because it is one for the record. Hey, where's the CNN? CNN here? Is CNN here? Anybody want to own up to that? Own. Here's the problem. Hero. Who's this? Come on. Bro, Give me out. you're already Come facing on. charges. Yeah, I get it. Go ahead and commit so, a crime. So, so, uh. I've been here this whole time. Situational. Yes, okay. Why? All right. You know, one of the things, Cohen, that the prosecutor, one of the things the prosecutors argue, though, in their closing, in their closing argument was, look, 
Navarro's claiming in front of all of you that he has this privilege where he can't talk about anything and that's his defense. And that's why he claims he couldn't speak to the January 6th committee because he claims he thought he had executive privilege. But ladies and gentlemen of the jury, he wrote books. He's been begging for money. He goes on every right wing show. He talks to everybody about this. So it's okay for him not to ask for this privilege when it comes to all of the right wing propaganda. But then when it comes to speaking with the January 6th committee and speaking under penalty of perjury, then all of a sudden it's, oh, now, now it's an executive privilege. I can't answer that. And that's fundamentally what we talk about all the time here on Political Beatdown. It's that we're evidence-based here. Yes, we get, you know, we, 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 we show our emotions from time to time and we let you know Not our me. opinions of how we feel, but we're evidence-based. And the bottom line is that what you're saying here, Cohen, you're not running away from deposition. You're not, you know, you're not running away when you hear that the New York attorney general or the Manhattan district attorney wants to give you a a subpoena. It's not ideal. You don't want to do that. It's not, but you, but you, you testify, you tell the truth. So, you know, Ben, something that's also interesting, you saw in this one, I hope that Salty could find the one of her blowing the whistle because that's even better. But this one is interesting because, you know, something that a lot of people don't know, I was involved, I got called as a non-party witness to a case called Galizia versus Donald Trump, Trump Organization, et cetera, Keith Schiller, who was Trump's uh, bodyguard. And the case was about Keith grabbing a sign away from this gentleman, Galizia, who was protesting in front of Trump Tower. Well, that ended up costing Trump quite a bit of money post my testimony. Um, You know, many, if not, you know, uh, all all of them on the plaintiff side actually credited my testimony to the win in that specific case. They grabbed the sign from this guy, Galizia, and they tore it up. That is a violation of the First Amendment. All right. On top of that, it's an assault and battery. All right. She should have let him grabbed it and taken it away from her because then she could have sued him the same way that Galizia sued Trump and won. All right. You do not have the right to grab somebody's sign simply because you don't like what it says. If not, pick yourself up and move your stanchion someplace else. All right. But you don't have the right to grab at that sign. It just goes to show you. And I I bring this this point out, it goes to show you the mentality, the thought process that these people have, that they are above the law, that they are untouchable, they can do whatever they want, and that they do not have to be held accountable the same way that other people are. But you know what we're all showing them? You know what myself, Ben, the Midas Touch Network, all the brigaders, all the folks that follow on Mea Culpa and all of the various different Midas Network shows, you know what we're showing them? Yeah, accountability is real. It's 100% real. And you know who's you know who right now is being held accountable? All of them. All right. And we're going to continue to fight on until each and every one of them is held legitimately accountable. You see, I say this all the time and I truly mean it. I don't want to see Donald Trump indicted. I don't want to see Donald Trump tried and, you know, found guilty, incarcerated simply because I fundamentally disagree with him. I want to see him charged and um and you know indicted uh and you know and held guilt um and found guilty 
for crimes that he committed. No different than if it was anybody else. That's what I want to see. I, this isn't a grudge match. This is a fight for democracy. It's a fight for law and order. And that's exactly what we, myself, Ben, and all of us brigaders are going to do. We are going to continue to fight for America because it's worth it. You know what I want to see also, Cohen? This was moments ago outside the courthouse where Peter Navarro's lawyer uh, tried to hold a press conference. Again, this just happened moments ago. Play the clip. Okay. Oh, I, don't, I don't have anything much more to add to what Mr. Rally just said. Yeah, I, just today was a, an important step uh, in the direction uh, of a successful appeal. And uh, that's about all I have to say. You seem to have missed the joke there. <laughs> all right, uh, let me see if I can uh, break this down person goes you you lost i mean that's how delusional they are you seem to have missed the joke i mean what in the world are they talking about all right cohen we got to do our after show right now on patreon so just so everybody knows the way the after show works we have to record the after show first it's not live and then we're going to put it up on the new patreon the new patreon for political beatdown is patreon dot com slash political beatdown p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash political beatdown join the patreon after each of our shows cohen and i will do an after show we're going to talk about more personal topics things that we can't always get to on the show itself that's patreon.com slash political beatdown as i mentioned we don't have outside investors here on the midas touch network so the way we try to grow it is through fun things like emojis on the memberships on Midas Touch Network and through the political beatdown Patreon. By the way, on the brother show this evening, which will take place at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, I'm just going to say it right now. We're going to hopefully unlock the Fulton County District Attorney <laughs> Fawny Willis emoji on that show. So make sure you tune in there. That's the brother show tonight at 8 Pacific, uh, 8 Eastern, rather, 5 Pacific. Um, and everybody check out Revenge by Michael Cohen, uh, how Donald Trump weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice against his critics wherever books are sold. This book is more important now than ever wherever books and audiobooks get it. Revenge by Michael Cohen. Also, this is now separate from Patreon. This is different. Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund. I just want to make that clear. It's a separate thing. Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund is where the money goes purely to Michael Cohen's legal defense. That's different than Patreon. That's different than all the other memberships. And so you check that out at firewallfund.com. Also in the description of our YouTube, that goes to help Michael Cohen's defense in the $500 million lawsuit brought by Donald Trump against him. The deposition set for October 3rd. It's coming up. That's going to be big, big, big. Um, and check out store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear. The Marilardo Correctional Facility shirt, 100% union made, 100% made in the USA. Store.midastouch.com. Michael Cohen is rocking it right now. All right, Cohen, we got to rock it on the after show right now. That's patreon.com slash political beatdown. Brigaders, thank you so, so much for watching this episode. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.